Hi, I'm Ali Maldro, the host of A Public Affair on Tuesdays. You can listen to this show any day of the week, any hour of the day on the WORT smartphone app or on wortfm.org. If you love what you hear, click that donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from Good afternoon, Madison. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM Madison. I'm your host, Ali Maldro. This is a public affair. Happy Tuesday. I hope you all are staying safe and warm on this like snowy, sleety, slightly warmer day. There is currently an increase in federal funding available for passenger rail. Madison has been identified as an important connection location to expand transportation access across our state. The city is now seeking community input on eight proposed locations for an Amtrak station. Joining me to talk about trains coming to Madison is Liz Callen, a transportation planner with the city. How you doing today, Liz? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited about this conversation, and I hope the folks who are listening to WORT 89.9 are just as excited as me and want to give us a call today and join the conversation about where we're going to put our potential Amtrak station. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 608-256-2001. I like to start the show, the show out by giving a shout out to Jade and John and Shotley because they are the folks who make this show possible. Um, and so without their collaboration and incredibly hard work, you know, we wouldn't be talking to Liz Callen today. Um, so thank you to, to the team at WORT. Liz, how long have you been talking about transportation in Madison? How long have you been talking about bringing an Amtrak station to my hometown? Yeah, well, it depends on how you ask that question, because I think it's been a long time coming. There's been different efforts throughout many years to bring passenger rail to Madison. But this specific effort has kind of really began back at the end of 2022. So the the city kicked off this effort to kind of look at stations, knowing that the state was looking at expanding its routes to Madison. Um, And so that's really when we began the specific version of that conversation. This work has been attempted before in terms of bringing passenger rail back to Madison, because my, my understanding is that passenger rail took place in Madison for a while and then stopped. Can you fill us in a little bit on on that history and some of the other attempts to bring passenger rail back to Madison? Sure, I can I can definitely take a stab at it, but I probably won't be as comprehensive as some of the folks out, out there are aware of. But um, in 1971, when Amtrak was created and the whole country's passenger rail system was basically reorganized, Madison was not part of that new network. So that was the last time, was in 1971, was when Madison had passenger rail. And then there were different attempts throughout the years, um, you know, to reestablish that connection. Obviously, there was a big effort in the 2010-2011 timeframe with a Madison to Milwaukee passenger rail connection. Um, that, um, you know, that obviously didn't end up moving forward, but we, we got very close at that point to, to getting it back. And then I think, you know, since then there have been discussions about what this might look, look like in the future. Um, and then with the bipartisan infrastructure law, some funding became available. Actually, you know, historically, some of the highest amounts of federal funding in a long time became available to start looking at passenger rail. Um, and so at that point, the state and many communities in Wisconsin decided, you know, we want to use this as an opportunity to try to reestablish this connection. And so that's kind of how we got to where we are today. And, um, you know, the state did get some funding to, to plan and look at this in more depth. And so that's kind of where we are now. I think for those of us who have been really excited about the potential of this project, um, it feels like a no-brainer. It feels like this is a long time in the works. It feels like something that's really exciting and you know allows people to have greater access to Wisconsin as a state. What are the arguments against bringing uh, passenger rail to Madison? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, I think a lot of the arguments against it are really just the same arguments that we hear about a lot of, you know, changes to transportation um, and, you know, just changes generally. I think people are concerned about the cost. And I think, you know, that's, of course, an important consideration. But again, it's something that you hear with new projects is, you know, how is it going to get, how is this project going to get paid for? Um, and that is certainly going to be a big part of this overall effort is talking about the funding piece. Um, but we have just heard so much overwhelming support for expansion of passenger rail and especially in the Madison community. We've heard, you know, far and away many more supporters than we've heard people against it. Um, and so it's it's just great to hear that enthusiasm. And I think the bigger discussion right now, at least in Madison, is more about where is the station going to be? So that's kind of what we're studying is where is that station going to be located? Um, and can once you, we do have that record. Yeah. Can you tell the folks who are tuning in what their options are for stations so that folks can maybe give us a call and let us know where they would most like the, the Amtrak station to be set up here in Down? Absolutely. So that's kind of where we are right now in the effort is, you know, the, the city of Madison is sponsoring the station study. And then we're working as a partner with the state to look at these different corridor development kind of plans. And so Madison would be a state, a stop on a route between Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, and then eventually Eau Claire and the Twin Cities. So just kind of to give that big picture view, that's sort of where we sit in the network. And so the state is sort of working on that. And then as a city, our job is to say, where, where do we want the station? And so we're working with the state and Amtrak to, to, to decide that. But right now we've gotten to the point where we've narrowed down some general areas in the city down to eight sites. So um, just to kind of back up a little bit, um, and I'll try to kind of be as concise as possible, but we started out with eight general areas. So we looked first at uh, kind of an area around the airport, the east side kind of near Starkweather Park, near the future Madison Public Market, near the former Oscar Mayer plant, downtown in the campus. So we kind of looked at sort of these general areas. So now we've narrowed it down to say, we, we actually think there should be a site within one of those three areas, um, or sorry, within three of those six areas is what kind of what we narrowed down to, which is the downtown, um, near the that kind of first street future Madison public market area and then possibly up by the Oscar Meyer site. So again, we're still looking at narrowing this down to one site. So now within those so general as, areas. As an Eastsider, I'm feeling really good about like my chances of having this very close to my house. I don't know about the folks who are not Eastsiders out there. Are you feeling left out? Let us know. The number is 608-256-2001. Are you hoping that this is a more centrally located station because you're just like a super fair-minded person? Or are you like me and you're like, oh, it'd be so cool if this was closer and more convenient for me? Um, let us let us know. Why did you jump from the six original sites to these to these three, you know, priority areas? Yeah, so we were able to kind of evaluate the three general areas and say, uh, you know, first of all, it's about a balance between kind of these logistical pieces of how does the train come in, where does it go, what's around the area, um, and also thinking about what are the priorities for our community for, for a rail station. And so we um, we did eliminate the further out east side area and the, and the airport area just because we uh, felt there weren't enough destinations nearby enough to those areas. And so kind of as you get further in, things are a little bit stronger from a multimodal connection perspective. And you're just kind of more in proximity to more people and more places to go. Um, and then the campus area, we ended up um, deciding not to move forward with because of kind of the opposite reasons. So even though there's so much, you know, down there, and probably a lot of people would use it, there um, isn't uh, necessarily a great specific site in that area for a station. And the train would also kind of have to go the furthest west of all the areas we're looking at. So because the train's coming from Milwaukee and then eventually would head north to the Twin Cities, it would kind of be bringing um, folks, you know, quite a bit out of the way if they were going to kind of be continuing on that overall route. Um, and so then within those three areas, we have eight sites. So that's kind of where we're sitting today. So we have 
kind of quickly list them off. And then if people call, you know, we have questions, we can talk about more details, but we have starting kind of at the Monona Terrace. We have a site at the Monona Terrace. Uh, we have a site at Blair Street near downtown. So at the, at the current Gateway site, we have a site at Livingston Street. We have a site at Baldwin Street, which is kind of an expansion, would be a future expansion of Nick Pike Park. We have two sites near the Madison Public Market. One of those would be right kind of shared with the Madison Public Market. So it would actually be right on that site. And then kind of kitty corner across the tracks there um, at Johnson Street, we have a site. And then up in the Oscar Meyer corridor, we have a site on Commercial Avenue. And then we have a site on Aberg Avenue. And if people are familiar with the former North Transfer Point, that's the Aberg site. And then the commercial uh, site is just a little bit south of that. So um, those are kind of, that's the quick synopsis of the eight sites. And we can talk more about each one and, you know, kind of the, the challenges and opportunities that each one brings. Well, I would love to hear from people and hear what folks, you know, preference and what folks are interested in and, you know, what what we as a community are really hoping for um, in terms of how Amtrak will will serve this community and what it means to people in their lives. So if you want to join the conversation, the number is 608-256-2001. You're listening to WORD 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. This is a public affair, and we are talking with Liz Callen. Liz, as you've kind of refined to those eight potential options, what has been the initial reaction from folks? Yeah, it's been, you know, all across the board. I think, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of our discussion, you know, that really the, you know, the conversation is less about whether or not passenger rail should come to Madison and more about like, where should the station be? So we've been getting feedback all across the board. I'll get in, you know, multiple emails in the same day, people saying it has to be downtown. Um, You know, you want to be closer to more people and more tourist destinations. And those are certainly, you know, things that we're looking at. Um, And then you also have people who are seeing, you know, really an opportunity at one of the former Oscar Mayer area sites would be great because it could spark some economic development in that area. And it would help this city kind of realize its vision for that area, which is a much more multi-use part of the city, you know, with many, you know, many different things, you know, in much less of kind of an industrial footprint than what's there today. So it's sort of, you know, two sides of the coin. um, And we're looking at all kinds of different criteria. So we're looking at, like I mentioned, the sort of logistical pieces of, the train coming in, you know, we have to build this big platform. So that's a big piece of it is because you have to have a lot of space for that. We're looking at potentially up to a 700 foot platform, and that's going to be what people use to get on and off the train. So you have to have some, you know, good amount of space for that. Um, And then we also are looking at a site for a a station building or maybe a part of a building, which would be about 3,200 square feet. So not huge, but definitely something, you know, that could be considered. And then depending on the site, we're looking at a few options where maybe the space, it's its more of a space that's integrated into kind of a multi-use development. So that's kind of an interesting concept. I think, um, you know, I think we've heard a lot of kind of intrigue on that idea is, you know, kind of making this Amtrak station a part of, maybe a new a new place in Madison that could be a really a really great place with you know maybe restaurants maybe some retail maybe some housing even or office you know different things that could be kind of mixed in to really like activate the space throughout the day um, so lots of different opportunities there we're also looking at how do people get there so you know can people get there you know by walking by transit easily can they bike there and what is what do those connections look like and Maybe if there aren't great connections right now, what can we do to make those better on the site? Um, So, you know, like I said, lots of different considerations and lots of different opinions. (laughs) One of the like funnest things about I was in France earlier this year or I guess last year in last last year in 2023 in fall of 2023, I took my daughter um, and we took high speed rail, you know, across across the country um, and we're able to travel a trip that would usually take about five hours in a little under two. Can people anticipate that kind of access to the greater Midwest region um, through this Amtrak station? Yeah, so at this point, unfortunately, we're not quite looking at that level of kind of speed. So we are looking at and maybe, you know, maybe unfortunately, 
you know, if, if that's what you're looking for, but maybe, you know, it's a good thing for other reasons, but we're looking at kind of more traditional Amtrak service which can be, um, you know, vary in speed, usually through communities. It's, it's slower, you know, as you're, you know, as the train is coming through Madison to go to the station, it's going relatively slow. But then once it gets kind of out of the city and is sort of more on that open rail line, um, looking at right now about 79 miles per hour. And then in some cases with some upgrades to tracks, maybe about 110. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of what Amtrak has been doing in, in the different states around the country and, and in the Midwest, that's kind of what they're looking at right now for speeds and, um, you know, making some of those upgrades. Once you get to those systems, like you're talking about in France and like you hear about in Japan and other places, those, um, just require a much more significant kind of infrastructure investment. So it's just a lot more expensive and, because of the speeds, you have to have a lot more um, safety pieces in place. So you're probably talking about building like a new rail line with a lot more protection. So you don't have much interaction with that like you would with this kind of a system. So this is a little bit of a different system, but, you know, it still is going to be, you know, competitive with auto travel. That's one of the goals is, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not quite as fast as driving, but hopefully it's more convenient and, you know, gets you to where you need to go at about the same time um, as you could if you were going to drive in a car on the interstate to Milwaukee, for example, or Chicago. Are there safety benefits? I think so many of us who have been driving recently are like, yes, I would love to not be doing this. If you are out there braving the roads right now, like our hearts are with you. Um, Driving into work was a really, uh, just a really like calming, but also um, intense experience simultaneously. It was like beautiful out, right? But the roads are not great. Um, For folks who maybe want to avoid a little bit of their winter commute, is it a little safer to, to jump on a passenger train than to drive yourself to Milwaukee or Chicago? Yeah, it, it certainly is. And Ali, I need to do a better job of kind of getting these stats in the back of my head as I'm talking with people about this, because unfortunately, I don't know like the exact data behind it. But I do know that passenger rail is one of the safest modes of transit. Certainly is safer when you look statistically speaking at driving and I mean, if you've ever driven on 94 between Milwaukee and Madison in any kind of winter weather, you know. I did it yesterday. Very dicey. Yes, very dicey. And I mean, you know, you know, even if, you know, it may not be, uh, you know, life or death kind of danger, but it certainly is, you know, much slower going in the winter and you've got drifting snow and just different things coming in. So lots of different, um, you know safety things to consider. And when you're in the train, like you said, you can kind of sit back, relax. Maybe you can listen to it, you know, read a book, listen to something, you know, listen to WORT and just, you know, drink a cup of coffee, whatever it is. So I think there's a big, you know, something to be said about that. When can folks expect to take their first trip on this train? When when will you all be up and running? When will the, the station be selected, kind of take us through your tom- timeline. I know right now you are getting public input around the station. So if you want to let folks know how to participate in that, I think there's a lot of folks listening who would love to know how they can weigh in. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, we're thinking of this as kind of one piece of the puzzle. So we are looking at this being kind of a several year process. So with what the state has been working on to de- start developing the corridor and what they'll really, you know, be able to really begin working on now that they they have some federal funding specifically dedicated for this um, is probably about a 2031-ish time frame. Um, and that's, again, you know, very much an early time frame. But um, our hope is that, you know, as a city, we can kind of get our, our, our ducks in a row, if you want to say that, and get... Um, our station location picked out so that way when the corridor development is happening you know we kind of are ready to go so that is 2031 feels so far away i'm i'm so (laughs) excited to hear john John, we have our first caller of the hour john welcome to (laughs) wort 89.9 fm this is a public affair i'm your host ali maldro we're live on the air with liz callen um john what's your question Oh yeah, it's great you're having this topic on the show. Um, I've taken the I've taken the Amtrak a lot, 
And I'm wondering why there can't be two stops. I mean, I, I take the Amtrak a lot out west, and at some point in eastern Oregon or eastern Washington, the train splits, and part of the cars go to Seattle, and the other cars go to Portland. And I don't know why there couldn't be uh, one or two cars fill up downtown and then join the main train further east. I guess that's, I'm yeah. just wondering why only one stop. So anyways, that's, that's yeah. my thoughts. Thanks. Yeah. John, I love that question. Why only one stop? Why are we not just decorating this city with Amtrak stops? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And that is a question we've started to hear more lately because I think people are thinking about this idea of maybe there's this maybe downtown stop, you know, that's getting, you know, especially visitors from out of town who are coming to town for maybe conferences or maybe for fun, they're going to a Badger game or whatever it might be. They're getting closer to that destination. And then maybe. Oh, my God. Just the idea of like less Badger traffic. Liz, I'm so like, I'm like, oh, my God, could this like totally revolutionize like what it's like to be downtown in Madison during the weekends? Like, could we all find parking spots for? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it could certainly help make a dent in, in some of that. Um, but yeah, and I think that it's a legitimate comment that, you know, maybe we could in the future consider maybe a more outlying station that's more kind of quick on the route. People can either maybe, you know, maybe more s- serving some of the more suburban communities in the area. Um, you know, and that is certainly something I think, you know, it, that is open at this point. But I think for the purposes of kind of what our understanding of the effort is and where we are, we would be looking at identifying one recommended station. Um, and then, you know, maybe another station would be either kind of out on the edge or maybe in the suburban community, uh, you know, nearby in the Madison area, but close that would be, you know, right off the route. So I think those are things that would be considered as the process moves forward. Um, but I think at this point, just, you know, based on our understanding of the plan for the service, we are planning on kind of recommending one um, to move forward at this point. But that could always be added in the future. Oh, that's it's it's nice to to think about the the options that we'll have in the long run because of the work that you're doing right now. Um, I, I think that that's that's so exciting. And still, I'm like, man, 2031 feels really far away. I'll be like a million years old by then. Um, we have two more callers on the line. I'm going to start with Linda. Linda, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank you. Yes. Um, I noticed that you mentioned uh, the major stops would be like from Chicago, Milwaukee to Madison. And then again, you mentioned Eau Claire and the Twin Cities. But I was curious as to whether you would be having stops in smaller communities, like, for example, Wisconsin Dells or Baraboo. Oh, that's such an excellent question. Thank you, Linda. Yeah, that's a great question. And there are a lot of the communities that already have Amtrak stations. The plan would be to continue those that service. And I should also mention, you know, the state is looking at this as one expansion, but they're also looking at actually five total projects. So they're looking at improving some of the existing service. Um, including, you know, multiple services that, so one of the routes would go, that already goes through Wisconsin Dells, they're looking at improving. And then they're also looking at adding service with this route. Um, And so like stops, like I don't have them all kind of off the top of my head, but Portage, Wisconsin Dells would continue to be served. Um, And then uh, kind of maybe between the Milwaukee and Madison segment, possibly, I think they're looking at Watertown, they're looking at maybe somewhere in sort of the western suburbs of Milwaukee. Um, I think they're still deciding what that location will be. And then, yeah, other communities along the route between here and Twin Cities, as well as some of those bigger communities that, um, you know, currently don't have service. A lot of the cities that do have service would continue to have that. I want to kind of piggyback on that question and ask, what about kind of the eastern border of the state? So places like Sheboygan, places like Green Bay seem like they're kind of getting cut out of the mix. It seems like we start on the eastern border of the state with Milwaukee, um, but then it seems like the trajectory is pretty west-leaning, northwest-leaning beyond that. Uh, will will Green Bay and Sheboygan be included in the long run? Have folks talked about wanting those communities as kind of major areas in the state to to be part of this plan? Yeah, so the state is also looking at with Amtrak and a connection between Milwaukee and Green Bay. So that's another one of the extensions they're looking at studying. And so that's all kind of these are all kind of happening at the same time. So they're looking at 
an extension to Green Bay, an extension that I just mentioned through Madison up to Eau Claire in the Twin Cities. Then they're looking at improving the existing route that currently runs between the Twin Cities through La Crosse and also making some improvements between Madison and, or I'm sorry, between Milwaukee and Chicago. Um, so, I mean, uh, I think there's just great opportunities right now with this funding to make a lot of improvements for a lot of communities. And I think as a city, we're happy to be a partner on that with all those other communities. So we see it as a boom for, you know, for Madison and then for getting Madisonians to those communities and then getting those folks to Madison to visit um, and kind of support our economy from the viewpoint of tourism and things like that. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot of good stuff, I think, right now. Liz, the lines are just like blowing up, like lighting up. People want to talk to you about this Amtrak station, which is so incredibly exciting. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. And today we are talking about bringing passenger rail to Madison. We would love to hear your thoughts. We'd love for you to join this conversation. The number is 608-256-2001. I think we have Steve on the phone, but before Steve, we have Kristen. Kristen, how how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us on I'm WORT. Fine. Can you hear me? We can hear you. You sound great. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I got on a little later. My name is actually Kirsten. Oh, I'm and sorry. I um, am just so excited about an Amtrak station coming to Madison. I can't even tell you. I've been taking the train for decades. And I just one big reason I take it is because of the environmental concerns that I have about everybody in their individual passenger car um, driving wherever they need to go. And if you do take the bus down to Chicago, which you have to do to get on the Amtrak there, you know, there's a million cars and buses and trucks getting into the city. And a train, like if we had three or four trains a day from Madison to Chicago, and that's another question, like how many trains a day would there be? Um, it would just be so amazing. You'd cut back on so much traffic and so many, you know, individual cars. And I'm just hoping we get a train kind of mindset culture here um, like they have on the East Coast and maybe they have in Milwaukee um, with the Hiawatha going to Chicago. Anyway, it's, it's exciting, and <laughs> um, yeah, just so my question, I guess, is what do you foresee in how many um, train trips would go from Madison to Chicago once we get the train station? Oh, that's such a great question, and thank you for correcting me when it comes to your name, and also, you know, bringing carbon emissions and the environment into this conversation. Thinking about passenger rail as a sustainable solution um, in terms of transportation, we haven't talked about that at all, Liz. You want to talk a little bit about the environmental benefits or factors in doing this? Yeah, that's certainly a big piece of this. And I think that's certainly why you're seeing more support for funding, because it is a much more sustainable transportation option long term. Um, so to first answer your specific question about how many trains per day we'd be looking at, and you actually hit it on the head, we are looking at three to four per day to start. Uh, um, and that could grow, you know, based on ridership and kind of what the demand looks like. But that would be the initial thought um, for the service program would be three to four trains per day. And then, um, uh, yeah, you know, different things we're looking at from the environmental perspective. Well, you know, we'll, they'll be studying that more in detail when they get into kind of the corridor development, the route development. But, um, you know, the service would be using Amtrak's newer vehicles which have uh, you know they are diesel but they are extremely low emission diesel vehicles so they're much much lower than what you even see on freight trains um and so you know that's obviously a constant um you know there's constant opportunities for improving that piece of it as well but certainly getting you know a lot of people on there is also going to have a big impact on that kind of carbon footprint side of things and reducing the number of cars that are, you know, driving, you know, driving to Chicago or even taking, taking buses in some cases. Um, and so, yeah, I think you hit it on the head about that environmental, um, you know, positive impact that we would be looking at for this, um, for sure. And, and yeah, a lot, a lot less cars parking too. And that's a big piece when, when you're thinking about land uses, you don't have to worry about either if you're a driver trying to park or trying to kind of accommodate all those all that space for cars so that's another reason why this is a great a great move 
We have our first caller on the line with a question or I think uh, an opinion about the location of the station. Welcome to WORT. Steve, where do you hope Amtrak lands in Madison? I think that having it around first in the Avenue and the New Market location, I'm thinking of uh, the tracks that run from there, um, you know, through the city. And I'm wondering if light rail um, might be available then for campus, downtown, airport, etc. And uh, as a 15-year resident of Fitchburg, uh, there's a rail line that got redone out there. And when I moved in, I asked about, you know, what the, what were the prospects for that? Was it going to go rails to trails? And they said, no, that they're saving that track for um, because it goes to uh, Illinois. And I assume Chicago, but um, and and that track got redone uh, a few years back. And I'll take your comments up here. Thank you so much for for giving us a call, Steve. Liz, do you want to weigh in about kind of the rail that is available? I know that like Fordham Street area. Um, I grew up right in that area, and so you're definitely feels like. There's, there's a presence in terms of, like, connection to the greater city right there in that spot. Um, have, you, have you heard from other people that are kind of leaning in that direction? And, and about Steve's kind of more expansive question, do, do we have plans for Fitchburg? Yeah, yeah, lots of kind, of kind of little tidbits in there that I can touch on briefly. So, you know, first about, you know, the, the con- Connection South. So right now, um, the plan is the kind of coming west from Milwaukee, but I think the hope is that a station would not essentially like prohibit a future connection south because I do think you, you know, you're on track with that, you know, mindset that other people are also thinking about that, you know, that would possibly be a faster connection to Chicago eventually and kind of going through um, Janesville and sort of down in that direction. So that is something that, you know, has been discussed and has been discussed specifically about the Madison station is, you know, if that down the road was something I think right now, because we're focusing on, I mentioned the state's focusing on these five routes. We're kind of like, that's in, that's in the, um, you know, in front of us now. And like you said, that 2031 timeframe kind of sounds like it's far off. So I think some of the mindset is like, well, let's just get there first. Like, let's get, you know, let's get these plans moving first before we start talking about other routes. But I, you know, you're definitely not the only one thinking about that. But then as far as the Fitchburg connection, so light rail is not necessarily something that we're thinking about right now at the city, but we are thinking about bus rapid transit. So I think that's a piece that has a really good opportunity for that Fitchburg connection because the city is, as many of you know, is under construction right now with the east-west bus rapid transit line. You've probably many people have seen those stations going up around the city. We're looking at what station would be well connected to one of those. Uh, one of those stations. So what what Amtrak station location would allow people to get to and from a BRT station easily. And then as far as the Fitchburg piece goes, um, the next bus rapid transit route on the city's network is is going to connect down to Fitchburg. So there could potentially be an opportunity, uh, maybe not for a full rail to rail connection, but a bus rapid transit connection to an Amtrak station. So that might allow you to get um get on that Amtrak train without um, having to drive somewhere and park, maybe um, you could use that. So that's just another consideration. So That is also exciting to hear. And I got to say, it's really nice to hear people be so enthusiastic about the potential of a project like this. And there are so many things that this does in terms of the environment, in terms of accessibility, um, allowing, you know, all kinds of people to get to travel our state and across the country in an easier and, and, you know, nicer to the environment kind of way. We've got Brandon on the line. Brandon, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us on WRD 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali this is a public affair. We're talking to Liz Callen about transportation in Madison. Thanks for joining the conversation, Brandon. What's your question? I really don't have a question. It's more of just a statement. Just to let you know how proud of you I am. This is Brandon Hillman. Oh, my God, Brandon Hillman. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you. you. In the school, 
doing your thing and the school board and all that. And now to hear you on the radio, just furthering the cause of Madison and just tapping it to everybody. I'm proud of you, girl. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. I've just got this smile on my face. It's blue right there, girl. I'm proud of you. Brandon, I'm proud of you, too. You're going to make me cry on the radio. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love you. Thank you for calling. Thanks for <laughs> celebrating this work. I, I like it when local kids stick together. Um, and we, you know, for folks listening, me and Brandon went to high school here together at East High School. So it's nice that we're, we're sticking with Madison. And thank you for, for listening to me on WORT 89.9 FM um, and for, you know, being proud of what I'm, what I'm trying to do here in our community. Liz, I think, thank you. <laughs> Liz, I think we're, you know, we get to have this, this conversation about what this transportation means to our greater community. Um, and, I, and I've got to talk a little bit about accessibility. Who is going to be prioritized in terms of where you put this train station? Will it be more accessible to folks who have cars? Will it be more accessible to suburban populations? Will it be more accessible to homeowners or renters? Will folks with disabilities be prioritized and thought of in terms of the design of the station and accessibility? And let's talk a little bit about the price to ride this train. Um, will, Will everybody be able to afford it? Yeah, all great questions. So we're certainly looking at kind of that equitable access piece when we're, when we're looking at kind of comparing these stations to one another. And um, we, you know, we're looking at it from how do different population groups access this station? So, you know, from a, an access and multimodal perspective, you know, we're looking at how many people are within a 30 minute transit trip of um each of the different locations and, you know, from what, you know, what population groups. So we're looking at, you know, how many lower income folks are within a certain distance of each station, how many people of color, how many people with disabilities, how many seniors, how many, you know, young people. So we're kind of comparing all those things and doing what's called kind of a travel shed analysis. So we're do, but we're doing that from a multimodal perspective. So we're looking at 30 minute transit trip, a half mile walk and a three mile bike ride. Um, and then we're also kind of, you know, looking at the automobile access piece. Uh, but I think that's another question as far as, you know, what are the community's priorities? And there certainly are stations that, as it sits right now, are more accessible from a multimodal perspective. But then there's also opportunities to kind of build out those connections better. So right now, the downtown stations and the stations near Kind of the public market are a little bit better connected from a multimodal perspective. But again, that doesn't mean that the station locations up at the Oscar Meyer site couldn't be um, enhanced to be better connected if we did decide to go with one of those. So those are definitely really core, core pieces of this effort. Um, And then from an accessibility perspective for people with disabilities, it's actually a really interesting opportunity for the city of Madison because it's going to be a brand new station. So it's going to be in some ways, you know, easy to make it completely accessible. So it's actually a big challenge with a lot of train stations around the country because a lot of them are so old that they were built at a time where accessibility needs weren't really taken into consideration. So a lot of places really aren't accessible. Um, and, And Amtrak in, you know, different states have been doing a lot of work to retrofit those stations to make them accessible. But because we're looking at this as being a new location, it's going to be, you know, built out from the get go that it's going to be fully ADA compliant and, you know, not just checking those minimum boxes, but trying to make it really inclusive from that perspective. And, you know, I think at the city, that's just how we want to do things. So, well, um, and I, this just, is, this is one of the things I love about the leadership at the city is that there's a real expansive relationship with what it means to be inclusive, with what it means to make things affordable, with what it means to make things welcoming, with what it means to have, you know, facilities that include folks who have an expansive relationship with their gender, right? Like to have restrooms mm-hmm. that everybody can use. Um, and so I, I'm so excited to see how you all embrace universal design and make this a space where anybody in our community, um, you know, can can come and, and jump on a train. We have a call from Lily. Lily, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm loving all the enthusiasm and love program for Amtrak. I think you're doing a great job. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this project. 
Um, I want to share that before I ask a slightly cynical question, if that's okay. <laughs> we are here for your cynical question. Bring us, bring us to reality. This is Wisconsin. Can't can't be all okay. roses. Winter snow. The snow's coming down again. Uh, let's. Uh, so let's just look at. You know, it's hard to not also remember when we're having this conversation how excited we were ten years ago, and then that opportunity sort of got taken out of our hands. And just hearing your guests talk about the timeline, which is what, seven years from now, uh, it's hard not to think about uh, everything that could happen in that time politically, uh, you know, with the Republican-led legislature or a changeover and our governor. So I guess my question to your guest is what potential is there for state lawmakers to interfere with this plan and all the the and all the planning that you're doing if uh, they decide that they're against this uh, happening in the next decade? I love that you brought this little reality check to our love fest here when we're talking about passage. It's true. We got really excited about this a decade ago and it did not happen. Is that Uh, something that you all worry about at the city, worry about, you know, really working towards this and all of the kind of effort and time and thoughtfulness that'll go into it. Um, And then being being derailed by the by the politics of Wisconsin. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Pun intended, right? Um, (laughs) But I think, uh, you know, I think those concerns are certainly valid. And obviously, you know, like you said, it happened, it happened 10 years ago. Um, So I think, you know, at this point, we're, we're trying to kind of, kind of, I mentioned kind of these pieces of the puzzle. So we're trying to build these different pieces of the puzzle together very carefully and just being mindful of all those aspects, you know, the political pieces that you talked about. Um, and I think one of the things that is different from this effort than, you know, what was going on in 2010, 2011, is that this is really a statewide effort. And I, so I do think that kind of, is something that ten, you know, tends to work in favor of maybe some of those concerns you mentioned because, um, you know, it, it's this isn't just about Milwaukee and Madison. This is about the entire state, and I think, you know, we're very much, you know, a partner with many communities, um, you know, even you know, different outstate communities that don't have any passenger rail as well right now who want to see these new connections. So I certainly think that's a great opportunity and. You know, I think, you know, access is really important. And I think there's also a huge economic development potential with this effort. So I think, you know, taking all those different things into consideration, I think it's kind of a little bit of a different package that, um, you know, we're working on here as far as what this overall, you know, vision is looking like. And I think the state, you know, they're doing a great job of taking advantage of all this federal funding that's available and kind of moving through that process and um, I think, you know, when we get to that point, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think, um, you know, we see ourselves, you know, at the city of Madison as being, like I said, kind of a member of this team that's across the state. And it's about connecting Madisonians to those communities. It's about bringing people here. And it's about kind of making those regional connections easier, more convenient, better for the environment and kind of, um, you know, just just making it you know, just about, I think, kind of, again, a statewide piece, which I think could be really good for, for everybody. So, um, yeah, it, you know, you never know though. So, um, you know, we're trying to do our part and we'll, we'll see what happens when we get there, I guess. <laughs> I, I really appreciate both like the, the reality of, you know, sometimes it's hard to predict the, the barrier that will emerge when you're when you're working on a project that is as long term as this. And um, I think knowing that 10 years ago we, we tried this and it didn't work out. Um, I think you kind of you kind of live and you learn and you hope that we're we're better prepared to deal with those barriers at this point in the process than we were uh, a decade ago. Is there a way that you all kind of gauge our our readiness as a community, our excitement as a state? Um, because this isn't just about Madison. This is about the the greater community of Wisconsin and what the people of Wisconsin want. And and I I guess you know I I think more and more folks call. Our, our country deeply divided and 
passenger rail is about bringing people together. Do people really want to be brought together? Is is there any criticism of people saying, hey, I want those people in Madison to stay in Madison. I want those people in Milwaukee not to have easy access to my community. Um, I don't want to be able to swiftly and conveniently go back and forth to Chicago. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that that, you know, that thought process probably does exist. Um, but we, you know, we've really heard just such overwhelming support for this overall effort. I mean, we've had so many people just overwhelmingly excited. Um, truly, you know, um, I think there's just so much enthusiasm for the prospect. Uh, and I think across the state, I mean, we had, I had heard coverage of when the state found out that they got funding for these overall corridors. I heard coverage from, you know, basically every corner of the state, people talking about it. even Wausau, which isn't, isn't even on the list, but I think they're seeing, a, you know, seeing connection options. But, um, you know, I've also worked in passenger rail in Wisconsin, but also other parts of the country. And it passenger rail does kind of have, I think, a unique um, way of bringing people together. And I mean, obviously, you know, literally speaking, but also kind of figuratively, because I think there's just a lot of interesting aspects um, that people just come together on why they like it. It's convenient. It's just, it's comfortable. It's a nice opportunity to kind of relax on a ride instead of kind of having to deal with the stress and the parking. And I mean, who wants to argue with that? And I think um, there, you know, there tends to be a lot of, you know, bipartisan support for rail. Uh, a lot of people like the historical aspects of rail stations. And then, you know, you've got sort of the high tech, you know, people uh, who are looking at opportunities to modernize our rail system. And so I don't know, it's just I think there's like a lot of ways people can come at this. And I think, uh, you know, overall, what we've heard is people are just, you know, really wanting this um, reconnection to Madison of passenger rail to happen and to other parts of the state as well. So I think it's just a great opportunity, but, you know, potentially to bring people together. People I've heard people talk about you know, could we somehow use, you know, the passenger rail to connect to different sporting events throughout the state, you know, things like that, or different, you know, you know, and outdoors, outdoorsmen trying, you know, use it to get, you know, up to, like I said, the Twin Cities, Eau Claire area for different things. Green Bay, of course, is on the map. So different, you know, different places, different um, kind of reasons why people want to travel. And I think just bringing different people together, um, it's also kind of a community, you know, if, if you, when you've ridden the train, I'm sure you've had the opportunity to kind of get to know people, start conversations. And I think, you know, it could be a great way to have people kind of cross paths who might not all otherwise do so. And who knows? I mean, maybe I'm overly optimistic, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of potential for, for people to have, you know, connection around what makes this something that they're interested in or excited about. Um, I think there's also, you know, real critique of 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 transit and how we navigate transit and how we navigate resources. And I appreciate that you said one of the biggest criticisms people have of projects like this are the cost, right? This this initial investment in getting this started and set up um, and whether or not that's a good use of tax dollars. I, I often think that the, the counter narrative is how many jobs will this create? Um, because I think one of the things you want to remind people of when you're doing kind of a massive large scale project is Part of this money is going to be poured back into your pockets directly. This is going to create work and opportunity um, for the greater region. Have you all factored in kind of what the this process means in terms of employing people and putting people to work to build this station um, and ultimately, you know, run it and facilitate this kind of transportation here in Madison? Yeah, so we are not doing kind of an economic analysis as part of the station study, but the state will be doing that as part of as part of their corridor evaluation study, and that is going to be um, including the Madison station. So I'm hoping we can kind of, you know, we can actually take out the Madison piece of that and get a better understanding for what that looks like. Um, but you're certainly right. I mean, it's a great, you know, it's an investment that the majority, you know, is coming from the federal government. It's kind of taking advantage of that opportunity. And like you said, bringing it to our communities here in Wisconsin. So making sure that, you know, 
we're doing our, you know, our job to take advantage of that and also, you know, get giving people what they, what they want at the same time. So I think it's a great opportunity and, and also, you know, tourism and the tourism industry is kind of a big part of this and also getting, you know, business to business connections, because obviously the regional travel is kind of at the core of this sort of a service. So, you know, maybe you have people who, you know, work, you know, companies that might have offices both in Milwaukee and Madison, and this becomes a really great way for them to get people back and forth to those offices without having to pay for either company car or mileage or whatever that looks like, not to mention they can actually work on the train, which obviously you can't do when you're behind the wheel. So I think, you know, there's other economic, you know, benefits to those kinds of things um, when it comes to business to business travel and also, um, you know, traveling for conferences and, you know, in addition to like all the fun stuff. Right. So I think it's I think it's all of the above. I wish um, that knowing that a large pot of those resources were federal dollars was actually was something that kind of alleviated stress for me. That's something I remember about the last time we tried to do this is that the majority of the funding wasn't actually local taxpayer dollars. It was federal funding. And we sent that money back. 2024 is an election year. Is there any concern that, you know, depending on the outcome of our presidential election, this funding could change or go away? Yeah, I mean, I I guess I can't I, I don't feel that I can really speak to that, but I will say I haven't really heard a lot of those concerns. I think, you know, the money that the state got from the federal government, it's it was a 100% federal grant. It didn't require any local match. Now down the road, there will probably, there will be some local match required, but I think, um, you know, overall we've, we've heard a lot of support. And so we haven't really seen this, you know, issue come up as kind of a big battleground issue. And, um, so I think we're just trying to see, you know, how can we work together and, you know, get a net positive for the whole state. And, you know, Madison is, uh, you know, the Madison station is just kind of one piece of that, which is kind of our piece of the puzzle is the station location. Liz, I am so incredibly grateful to have had this opportunity to talk to you about bringing passenger rail to Madison. Huge shout out to everybody who joined this conversation today, but especially to Brandon Hillman. If my like inner like 14 year old, like the the person who had a crush on you sophomore year um, could see us now, I mean, she would just die. So thank you so much for, for supporting me on the radio today. Thank you to everybody who joined this conversation on WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. This is a public affair. Stay safe, stay warm, y'all. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground, another pirate station. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopter.